a very good afternoon again. It is Niall Boylan. Well, for the second time today, and of course, we're still sticking to the same topic. Now, this is in relation to the story that first appeared in the Irish Daily Mirror last week. And it said, pupils in a Dublin primary school told to refer to their gender-neutral teacher as they in the classroom. Now, many parents seem to be annoyed by this particular piece, and particularly those parents in that situation where their children, who are eight or nine years of age, are in the class. A lot of people have an opinion on it. Obviously, some people who are more progressive or more liberal don't see anything wrong with this. They see it's perfectly acceptable. And kids in the primary school have been told to refer to their gender-neutral teacher as they. Uh, The third-class pupils returned to school last week to be informed that the new teacher wants to be referred to by the first name only or the they pronoun. A very interesting piece in the Irish Mirror. And joining me is the feature ed- features editor and journalist with the Irish Daily Mirror and also a journalist with the Sunday Mirror. And she joins me on the line is Larissa Nolan. Larissa, good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon, Niall. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, firstly, the story by Barbara McCarthy in the Irish Daily Mirror certainly seemed to grab a lot of attention over the weekend. It was a headline. Um, what sort of reaction did you get to that firstly? We got a lot of reaction online, I noticed. Um, I coordinated this piece as the features editor of The Mirror. Um, But we got a a fairly significant reaction online, but um, I didn't see much follow-up from the regular media, which would uh, be in line with um, my experience of this issue, anything that comes under the trans issue, which this does overall. um, Mm -hmm. the, the, The regular media tends to run away from it Big why time. do you, why do you think this? I, I put the story and I just linked the story on my own Twitter account. I got a phenomenal response with something like 50,000 impressions and, I don't know, 1,200 or 1,800 likes on it or something like that. And I just literally put up the article. So it got a huge reaction. So certainly it is an, a piece or it's certainly a, a position that divides people. It is, but it's also one that people have to uh, step very carefully around for, for uh, many different reasons. Um, I think there was a, a while ago on RTE, there was some sort, it was uh, dealt with in some regard. I can't remember exactly now. The Joe Duffy show, of course, yes. <laughs> it was one of, one of the shows, and I think there was uh, millions of, of complaints into the PCC, uh, you know, protests outside, all these kind of things. And this is coming from uh, the, le- the left or what would be seen, like, say, the progressive side. These are people who are saying, we want inclusivity, we want diversity. But um, when this subject is even brought up for discussion, it, 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 there's a rain of, of um, complaints and difficulties that come on top of whoever do, does it. So I think what a lot of ha- time happens with um, the media or journalists is they, they are a lot of the time stuck for time. They have a lot on their plate. Um, a lot of people aren't being paid very well, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And I think some people just say, this is more a hassle than it's worth. Is it worth the hassle that we're going to get on the other side of this? And I think a lot of people fall down the side of I think that's particularly sad, isn't it, when it comes to journalism? And it's the same week, of course, or weekend, that Enoch Burke has gone back into jail. Now, to clarify, Enoch Burke is not in jail because he, as many people think, because he refused to call a child by the preferred pronoun. He's in jail because he has disobeyed the orders of a court. Now, there are ways around that. He could have decided, for example, to take an appeal against that and stay away from the school. But he didn't. He went to the school and that's what has him in jail. Now, a lot of people would say, well, I'd support Enoch Burke, but I don't support his family and I don't support his other, you know, views on life. And I, I get that. You know, I understand that. There, there are quite Christian extreme views on life. But you have to give the man 10 out of 10 for determination. Absolutely. I think a lot of people respect him, whether or not uh, you agree with him or not. Like, for example, I would have a lot of respect now for Paul Murphy, who was one of the only politicians who would quote, who would be quoted. We, we asked a lot of people for their views um, on this uh, story that we had in the paper on Friday um, by Barbara McCarthy. And we asked a lot of people of th- their views 
And mm -hmm. a lot of the, the types of politicians that you would think would be the first to come out and say this is amazing wouldn't uh, comment, didn't want to be associated with it. So, for example, by the same token that I really respect Paul Murphy, who a lot of the time I would diverge from his his uh, his views, he had the courage of his convictions to come out and to support this. Uh, he, he was one of the people who well, supported Well, he, ha he has a gender-neutral child, Juniper, uh, a gender-neutral yeah. child himself, and I think that's probably why he's so passionate about it, although he did get a lot of flack over that at that particular time, because a lot of people think, you know, not naming your child or not giving your child a gender at birth is a bit ridiculous, because, of course, it's up to the child then to identify if that's what they want to do. But look, this particular piece, you know, it, it does raise a huge question about whether it is ethically, morally, or politically right even to engage this type of conversation in any classroom, particularly with such young children. And when we're talking about eight-year-olds, you know, they have the mind of a sponge. So realistically, yeah. they, they, just, they, they just absorb everything. And there is evidence out there that, you know, gender neutrality or gender confusion um, is a social contagion or can be a social contagion. So is this the, the problem that you have? And I know you wrote about it yourself in your own piece. Yeah, um, my problem more would be, yes, there's a couple of issues at play. Um, one is the age of the children. Like if this was sixth class, you could have, um, you, you, you as a teen, you as a, first of all, sixth class, 12 years old, maybe 13 years old going into, into first year, you'd have more of a chance of being able to kind of sit down and talk to them about this yourself. Um, I just want to put it into a bit of context. These children came home from school on their first day back at school. So their first day in the new year, which is, the school and the teacher should be concentrated on getting those children settled back into school as routinely as possible. Mm. But instead, they go into school on the first day to be told that their teacher wants to either be called by their name uh, or if they can't constantly call them their, by their name, which is kind of ridiculous. Now, it'd be like me saying, Niall, can I, can I, have the, can I give you the, um, <clears throat> can Niall give me the pencil <laughs> and give the pencil to Niall? So <clears throat> alternatively, excuse me, <clears throat> alternatively, they can be called they. So this teacher is obviously either uh, gender uh, neutral, so on some regard, as I say, it comes under the, tr the trans umbrella. But the, 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 the kids come home from school uh, to, to tell their parents, my teacher needs to be called by their, their name only or they. So the, te the parents at home are, this is getting landed on them all of a sudden. You, you could be the most open-minded parent, completely supportive of uh, this group in society, but you might want to talk to your child about that in your time when you think their development is ready for it. Mm -hmm. Instead, this was like a jack-in-the-box sprung upon them. So some parents might be delighted with this, but other parents may be really not happy with this. It's taking a political issue, it's bringing it into the classroom, it's telling a child something before the parents have got a child to do it. And crucially, they, they did not get prior consultation. If you so much as say that there's going to be a new set of pencils in school next year, you'll be told this as a, as a parent. You'll be told when the photographer is coming into the school. You'll be told absolutely everything. But I think that the main problem here is that the parents weren't consulted. I don't know why they weren't consulted, but it seems a bit like they asked for forgiveness and not permission when it came to, to this very, very serious issue. Um, uh, the, the other thing is, I mean, many people believe, and some don't, but some do believe it's an ideology, that there, there's no fact around this. It's like religion, of course. It's all based on faith and by, based on what you believe in. And if you identify something, that's perfectly fine. I've given this analogy to many people in the past. I'm an atheist. Don't believe in God or any God's existence. Mm -hmm. But I do respect people who believe in God. I don't know whether you believe in God, Larissa, but I do Not respect people. No, same as yourself, yeah. <laughs> okay, I do respect somebody's belief in a God, but I wouldn't 
I wouldn't, um, for example, be very happy if that person not only wanted me to respect their belief in a God, but demanded I also believe in the God. And that's yes. essentially what we're doing by telling children or indeed parents to instruct their children that you must use these new pronouns or you must say, for example, if it's a transgender teacher that, you know, Mr. Burke is now Mrs. Burke or whatever it happens to be, that you're, you're forcing those children to that thinking and they, they must do it. And, and that's everything we stood against for years when we talk about removing religion from schools. Yeah, well, it's why I wouldn't have my, my son going to a school where he has to walk in every morning and say his prayers before he starts school. Um, and by the same token, like for me, it's about it's not about this particular issue. I have no problem with whatever anybody wants to be. That's grand once they're, um, I, I've said this before, the only issue that I would have around this is the medicalization of children. But if you're 18 and you want to do something that's irreversible, off you go, knock yourself out. Um, my issue here very particularly is bringing a, a political issue and a very controversial political issue into the classroom. Um, it's, 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 you would wonder why an adult would feel the need uh, for eight-year-olds to respect their pronouns. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of person, like what, what age, for them, what age does this stop? Uh, do they correct three-year-olds? Do they correct two-year-olds? Well, I'm assuming Is they do. Well, well, they do in America. They, in, in America, we've seen it, apart from states like Florida, which have now outlawed all of that sort of stuff in kindergartens and in primary school. But they do in many states in America. You'll see that teachers are demanding that children use their new pronouns or whatever it happens to be. I mean, I Stella O'Malley. Primary school setting, yeah. Sorry, now I haven't yeah. seen it. And I understand, uh, I think it was Stella O'Malley, um, the activist and author and psychotherapist, yeah. who said to me that this is the first time that she's heard of it in either Ireland or the UK, but I mean, just on that point, it's impractical, it's unworkable. These are these are children who've barely learned to tie their shoelaces a while ago, and to be spending your time and energy, uh, a, a very valuable time in a classroom that you have in, uh, in a day, going around correcting children, which they have been corrected for using the wrong pronoun, um, to, to spend your time and energy doing that um, seems to be an absolute, absolute waste of time, totally un unworkable, unnecessary and impractical. But it also then leads us on to the SP, SPHE, which is being brought in this year in junior cycle. They're hoping by 2025 to be brought into, uh, into primary. Now, the SPHE uh, directly implies that you cannot be gender normative. In other words, that we should be teaching children at, you know, five, six, seven and eight uh, in an age appropriate fashion, that everything is a normative. That, you know, if, if Johnny wants to be Mary, he can be Mary, that Mary can be Johnny or they can be neither if they want to be, you know, non-binary, that they're going to be teaching young children. And a lot of parents have an objection to that. But when they have an objection, they're immediately called right wing. I mean, that's some sort of insult, isn't it? It, well, listen, I've been called, I've been called right wing uh, many times in my life, and as I always say, every day, every day, every day. <laughs> the right wouldn't have me, Niall. I'm like, I, I the, the, even like there's a, a pro. I'm so, a pro so many many things. Uh, pro uh, single mothers, pro uh, social welfare for when it's needed as supports, pro social housing. I don't think the right are my biggest uh, fans, but you do. You have to. You have to learn to. Um, that's just an, an, an attempt to, to shame people and shut them up. People have their viewpoints, they're entitled to their viewpoints, and I feel like everyone, you should never uh, step away from those. It's grand to have those viewpoints challenged and to rethink, but if you arrive back at the same position, then let people call you what, what they want to call you and continue to have your views anyway. But this is the problem you see, is why um, it, it is this, this vocal minority that is shouting everybody else down and also causing, calling themselves uh, the the open-minded and inclusive ones. Mm. 
But actually, they're only they're inclusive not. to the point um, that you disagree <laughs> well, with well, them. We've seen that recently. We've seen that recently, of course, with the Joe Duffy show, as you mentioned earlier on there, the Joe Duffy show, when they had that debate around transgenderism and uh, the transgender community demanded that the conversation be stopped. They went as far as trying to get RTE called before the Oireachtas Committee. Now, mind you, RTE now at this stage know the way around the Oireachtas Committee. But at that particular time, six months ago, they didn't, uh, before the Oireachtas Committee, as to why they even had this debate. In other words, the debate should never be allowed. And we're seeing different facets of this debate. Firstly, when it comes to sex education, then we have the library situation in Cork, of course, as well, which is dividing people down there too, you know, and that's probably mm. happening in Dublin too. So we're seeing this kind of th- this debate happening in many different ways, but it all comes back to one thing, which is forcing children to learn a certain thing against the wishes. Of, I don't know what percentage of parents, but certainly a percentage of parents who don't agree with it. Well, you should certainly find out first of all. It is a basic social practice, school practice, should I say, to to first of all consult all stakeholders, teachers. Uh, pupils, parents, everybody gets a, a view on what goes on in the classroom. Um, I, I don't know how Educate Together can call themselves Educate Together when they're not even asking parents. They're, they're, um, they're bringing in these changes for a, a subject that they know, even amongst Educate Together uh, parents, is a controversial, probably the mm-hmm. most controversial subject um, in society at the moment. If, if the unwillingness to, for media to uh, cover it is anything to go by, it, it has to be probably the most controversial subject. So I think that they can just bring this into the classroom and, and uh, spring it upon parents without, it's, it's, it's disrespectful on so many levels, but probably more for the children above all else, mm-hmm. because parents, even the most open-minded parents, will want to have a chat with their children about this, first of all, before it's brought in. And a lot of them would have valid complaints to say, look, maybe in sixth class, we're educated together, we're 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 uh, we're totally woke parents, yes. But this is just a little bit too complex for my child to understand at this moment in time. And as much as I support that, uh, I don't necessarily want it in third class. So I, I'm wondering why mm-hmm. they didn't ask first of all, and I'm okay. wondering also why a teacher would feel the need for eight-year-olds to respect their pronouns. Yeah, why they couldn't just say. Well, it says, I, more, it says more about uh, them than know, it is about the students, really, doesn't it? I mean, it means they're putting their needs before the students' needs. And that's what it said O'Malley had said as well. But in relation yeah. to the Irish Daily Mirror, are you going to continue to cover these stories or these types of stories? Because as you said, sometimes for some journalists, it's more, it's more trouble than it's actually worth. Well, the t- thanks be to God, I'm a workaholic. Because I tell you, I probably put in about 60 hours last week on this story. Such was the reluctance for people to talk to us about it. it we had to keep on pushing because I firmly believe no matter what, like yourself, um, is that if if you are covering a story, I'm sure you do exactly the same thing. In fact, I know you do. You, you are going to get all sides of it. That's why I'm saying, um, you know, you can you can dislike or, or like Enoch Burke, but you need to hear from everybody. So we were very, very keen to hear from people who supported it, people who didn't support it. But to get anyone to talk about this was a massive uh, undertaking. We, we must have rang the school a million times to try and get them to talk to us about it because it was the first time that it happened um, in an mm-hmm. Irish school. And um, all of this took an awful lot of work. But yes, definitely, if a story is uh, topical and important socially, and one that I know that half a million parents with children, or, or the parents, sorry, of half a million um, primary school students, they will want to know about this. Um, so yeah, I will do. I will certainly um, put the work in again if needs be. Maybe not just this week. I might have a rest first. Well, when you talk about that reluctance, just finally, by the way, 
we've seen a lot with, you know, in media and in other media as well. Mind you, you are right. There's very few media will touch any of these stories. But this reluctance by ministers, and at this pivotal moment when we're looking for a referendum on the value of a woman in the home, by the way, um, this reluctance to define the word woman. We've seen yeah. so many ministers and so many occasions avoid answering this question. And it's just the most bizarre thing in the world that they can't turn around and just answer it an adult human female born with the capability of having children. I mean, that just to me blows my mind because they're dodging the bullet. They're afraid. So how are they even going to have a referendum next year to talk about the value of a woman in a home when they won't even yeah. define that the word woman is? Yeah, well, that's that, that's a great point. I haven't heard, I've heard that mentioned before, but it's... It, it, Divine woman then is the, is where you where you start with with that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's the, they're 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 contradicting themselves in an awful lot of ways. You know, I was thinking this when it came to this issue as well. You know, um, um, civil servants are encouraged to sign off by saying um, they them. You know, uh, by, by the government and the government are, are you know saying we support inclusivity, we support diversity, and then you have the teachers union um, talking about diversity and inclusivity in the staff room. But does that um, move from the staff room into the classroom? And at what point um, do the authorities or the powers that be say, okay, that's enough? It, it doesn't mm. seem to be the point of child welfare. That doesn't no. seem to be the point for them. So no. that, that's not the borderline. Um, but I, I feel like they've probably backed themselves into a corner with this. If they're going on about all these things as principles, then you know, if the principle of inclusivity and respecting someone's pronouns, if that's, um, if that's respected in a professional zone, then they've kind of let themselves in for it, even though I would say it's deeply wrong for any teacher to bring the personal into the professional. But they might argue, well, actually, I thought you supported us. Uh, if we're being fully supported, we should be allowed to live our lives recognised by absolutely everybody, by the pronoun we want to be recognised by, even even um, in work. And I'm a teacher, and that means in the classroom. So they I mean, all back themselves into a corner. Yeah, it was just interesting that I covered a story the other day. Uh, I was covering it online. In America, they've brought in legislation now where a child, I'm not too sure which state it is, uh, that a parent must affirm the child's gender. Otherwise, a parent can lose access, a divorced parent, a separated parent, but lose access to the child. In other words, if Johnny at 11 says, I want to be called Mary, and the father says, well, I'm not calling you Mary, as far as I'm concerned, you're Johnny, they will now lose access to the child unless they affirm their gen their new gender, which I think is coming to a country near you too <laughs> very soon. I mean, I, mean I, shouldn't be, I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be laughing, but even my brain was sort of boggling trying to work out the ins and outs of that story. So, like, if mm. you think that I'm struggling to catch up, um, I can only imagine what eight-year-olds are thinking when yep. they're corrected for not for saying she or he, you know, whatever yep. naturally comes out of their mouth. Um, so, yeah, it's, the whole thing is just so complex. They've tied themselves up in convoluted knots in so many different ways. And I do feel eventually that common sense surely has to be the gravity uh, that, that weighs down all these things. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Features editor and journalist with the Irish Daily Mirror and the Sunday Mirror, uh, Larissa Nolan. I appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us. Thanks, Niall. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.